Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. Welcome back to another beautiful episode of Meltdown Mondays with Mayana. I'm your host, Mayana, coming to you about meltdowns that are happening on a Monday. But not specifically on a Monday, they're getting released on a Monday. But in this case, it's actually being recorded on a Monday. So guys, welcome back. I hope everyone's keeping well. Um, what a weird fucking time we're living in right now, isn't it? Uh, COVID-19. Who knew that this was gonna turn out to be the thing that it is turning out to be now? Uh, social distancing, that is a thing now. Everyone's kind of quarantined themselves into their homes, only going out if absolutely necessary. And people have taken to the streets wearing their own form of protection. Um, since all the hand sanitizer and soap and, God, all the face masks are like gone people have been you know makeshifting with their own scarves um their own some people have been actually making them out of pillowcases that i've seen on the internet um i've just opted to just staying at home i actually do have a few face masks from when my uh, grandma when i was in japan last year she kind of like stuffed all of them like she gave me like a, a plastic bag with like 50 of them She's just like, oh, we don't want you getting sick. So I have those with me. They're in the other room. Thank God. Um, I'm going to have to go out and actually do some shopping this week. But I've actually started feeling sick. So I don't think it's COVID. Um, but, you know, it's a topic that everyone can't really avoid now, is it? But we'll go into it a little bit now because obviously this episode is all about COVID and how I'm coping and how other people are coping with um what's been happening on this is a weird time for mental health it's a weird time like everywhere i guess but what is meltdown mondays all about if you're new here meltdown mondays is a podcast about the emotional and physical triggers i have faced over the course of my life that have forced meltdowns and i analyze their cause and effect relationships and hopefully bring awareness and encourage empathy to the people around us if you're someone who is struggling like me and even if it does feel scary please 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 reach out here are a few professional sources that should give you a head start. Um, in light of all this happening as well, to add on to this, uh, uh, these services actually um, have people on call now more than ever um, because they've obviously noted the increase of demand in mental health in these difficult times. The Lifeline Australia, 131114, lifeline.org.au, Beyond Blue, 1300-22-4736, beyondblue.org.au, Black Dog Institute, blackdoginstitute.org.au, and Headspace, headspace.org.au. I'm not a medical professional. We say in this every single week, y'all should know this by now. I am sick myself, so I don't think I'm very qualified to be a professional medical, whatever, can't speak fucking words, but yeah there's that um now i mean i've waffled on more enough than this but like let's get on to the meltdown warning the episode you're about to listen to is gonna be about like every other episode we have it's like illness like depression anxiety a lot of anxiety because uh who can really help it in this day and age Really more like in this stage, like what the fuck is happening in the world. But let's get fucking started. You've been warned. So I'm sick. <laughs> if there's ever a time to get sick, it would be now, wouldn't it? When the world shut down, jobs 
people are losing their jobs left, right and centre. I am one of the very few fortunate ones that I work for a company, uh, retail side of the company, that is actually paying their workers and can afford to pay their workers um, whilst taking this time off, which is really good. I don't have to worry about being homeless because um, I can pay my rent, which is very nice, very nice indeed. But a lot of people I know have lost their jobs and it's disheartening to see that, you know, in a time of great need, especially from what we need as a country and as a society in a whole, that people and governments are just not being kind, I guess. Just, <sighs> I'm not happy with the state of the world. I think everyone is unhappy with the state of the world. All the extroverts are losing their goddamn minds, like not being able to go outside and interact with their friends. And if they do, they'll be heavily shunned on social media, which... Fair enough, they should be. The introverts, like me, uh, we are just chilling at home. I'm used to this kind of quarantine. Um, I'm not saying that I had some sort of like deadly pandemic disease worthy like thing in the past. I was basically like this for the first two weeks um, after my back injury. I couldn't leave the house. Um, not out of choice, but I managed to survive. I got groceries delivered to my door, but this is more terrifying and more anxious in the fact that as young people, well, I'm going to refer to myself as a young person because kind of am. I'm guessing like anyone under the age of like 30, we're, I mean, considered young to like the eyes of the rest of society, but to young people aged 20 to 29 or even 0 to 29, we don't show any symptoms. Or it's very rare that we do show symptoms. We're just carriers of this. And it's possible we could pass it along to people that we know. Or even people on the street. Or even anything, anyone that comes close enough or touches something enough, we could be the carrying it or we could be facilitating that transfer. This has caused, obviously, this paranoia. And this paranoia, which I'm seeing, or we're seeing a lot of, where it comes to people... I can't believe I have to talk about this. I, like, it's, it's obviously all over the news, all over social media. People are just... They're like, why? People who are panic buying and buying all the toiletries, toilet paper, um, stuff like... like fucking tampons oh my god I was so mad the other day I nearly couldn't find any tampons because like some woman out there was just hoarding all the fucking wool wool pills with a string and man like I got a heavy flow on a wide set vagina like you know I probably should switch to the deeper cup it's better for the environment but still you know I just keep thinking about people who are less fortunate I live alone I'm chill with just you know grabbing what I need to survive for the week but people don't have that luxury and you're seeing such an ugly side to people who are only selfish and caring about themselves there's the people who are trying to make a quick buck uh just doing whatever they can you know bulk buying and profiting off what is considered I guess quite a serious and terrifying time so what does this mean on the mental health side of things? It means I'm so scared to go outside now. 
I think at the end of this, we're all we're gonna we're all gonna become agoraphobic. <laughs> what agoraphobic means, if you don't know, it means fear of the outside, and I get I get like this sometimes. I mean, the meds are helping, but I still get like this a lot. So for me, I get very anxious when I go outside sometimes. If I've stayed inside for like a few days without going outside. Um, not even to just go on my balcony, if it's just, you know, I've just stayed in my, like, apartment without ever seeing the sun on my skin, I start to get a little bit afraid to go outside. And, yeah, obviously that's not a very healthy mindset to have. Like, you know, it comes to a point where I get so scared about people seeing me throwing out rubbish in the daytime. Like, <laughs> so I go out at night, but then I get anxious that, like, my neighbors can hear me, and then I just don't go outside, and then my, like, rubbish starts piling up. It makes me think, like, maybe I shouldn't live alone, but I do love my own space and times. And the thing is, it's just my brain going cuckoo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. The pills have been helping, though. I mean, I haven't gone outside. But I don't get as anxious as I do throwing out rubbish or doing, you know, little things out there, going out onto my balcony. I like at sunset. Now I like to go out onto my balcony after I water my plants and just grip the railing and just breathe in some air every once in a while, which is kind of nice. But I want to talk about an incident that I had earlier this week. It was just about five days after the whole, I think, Australia announced, like, you know, social distancing rules and that stuff. It was five days when my work decided to close down and all of us were kind of sent home with pay. So five days later, it was, oh, it was actually last week was my birthday. So I'm now 24 years old. Um, hello, happy birthday to me. But about three days, two days, I don't know. I'll say like Wednesday. I decided that, you know, I hadn't been out of the house for like, can you shut up? Shut the fuck up. Shut, shut the fuck up. Um, I hate this dog. I know I should love dogs, but this dog always fucking barks. And I'm pretty sure my neighbors are keeping it here without the landlord knowing. And it's driving me mad. Like, get a cat. Cats are chill. Okay. I love dogs, but just not this dog. Anyway. I wanted to prepare because it's my birthday. But I've been feeling sick for the last week or so. And... There's a side effects, whether it's allergies, whether it's just the weather's being weird and now I'm getting like, you know, your typical cold and flu symptoms. It's, yeah, it just, I wasn't feeling too good. I, um, I started getting like, you know, I've been pretty chill about the whole like COVID-19 thing. I think a lot of us have been, um, some more chill than others. I was someone that was just like, oh, it's just a cold, like, I think it's just a flu, like people wearing it out of proportion. And I think that's just like, you know, the, the general denial that's just setting in. <laughs> like, you don't want your anxiety to rise. So you just keep denying it. And you're like, oh, yeah. And you see, like, you know, I see my dad's reaction because my dad lives in Hong Kong. So he's seen this whole, like, panic buying situation happen, like, three, four months beforehand, like, end of December time. And he was just like, oh, yeah, like, it's all fine. My dad's like, hell handy dandy chill over so I just thought hey it must be like another SARS situation we shall be chill you know like during SARS my family were pretty okay but 
Anyway, it was a story for another time, essentially. But it was around Tuesday, Wednesday, when things started amping up a little bit. So businesses started shutting down. And we'd seen, like, obviously Italy had shut down. And, you know, there's also, like, that one person on my, like, one person I used to work with on my on my social media is, like, basically five, six times a day just, like, spewing, like, you know, like, the government needs to do something. Like, all these, like, basically calling people idiots and attacking them on social media. And I, he's trying to be, like, trying to bring awareness to the fact, which I can appreciate. But at that point in time, just seeing... All these things accumulate and suddenly I like we were being affected firsthand with these regulations. It kind of started to sink in that it was like, oh shit, like this is real. We can't deny it anymore. And what the fuck? <laughs> There's always that fear of the unknown, right? When it comes with anxiety. But like the fact that like, you know, general society was shutting down <laughs> around me. It really brought me to a whole fucking like standstill of, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? So keep in mind, I'm like maybe like four or five days <laughs> into like my medication. So it hasn't like kicked in properly. It takes like a, like two to two weeks to a month to sit in properly. Okay. So I'm like taking this, the placebo effect's been working. I'm just like, oh, look at me. I'm just taking all my antidepressant medication. I'm so like, look at me put together. Like, there's nothing to worry about. I'm like singing the Don't Worry, Be Happy song like, like over and over, like during the day. I'm just grooving to it. I'm like, yeah, I've got my fucking shit to I'm doing drawing. I'm just like keeping myself occupied. So then the Wednesday comes, I've been stuck in the house for so long I'm like you know what like I'm looking down I'm like maybe it's time for me to like you know go for a walk because I'm starting to get a little bit like uh, cabin fever really you know just kind of by myself going insane with all my plants um so I go out of the house I grab my bits and pieces but then I realize as I'm like walking down the street like I don't really feel like I'm part of my body and it's there but I'm like trying to push myself a little bit, I guess, what's the best way? It kind of feels like I'm in a fog. Like, I am not really registering the fact that I'm, like, leaving the house. So it feels like I'm kind of, like, having an out-of-body experience. So I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking down the street. The street is fucking dead. All right, dead. I'm, like, I go to the shops. I decide, like, to push myself and just go to the shops, which is five minutes down the road. So I walk. And I only pass like one person on the street and we are so far apart from each other. Like they see me, their dog, and then they like jump onto the bike path, which is at least like a good two meters away from the footpath where I'm walking. And we just kind of look at each other. And then there's that look that we both give each other, which is the general look of just stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, do you have COVID? <laughs> like, it was just pure like overall paranoia that we both looked at each other to have this and I went and kept going to the shops shops were dead I grab a basket and everyone's trying to keep the 1.5 meter rule apart I like grab the bits and pieces like I decide to grab myself a cheesecake like a nice little Sara Lee frozen cheesecake for my birthday um because I was feeling sick and because I'm feeling sick I don't want to you know go to my mum's house or have my sister come over and I'm gonna if I do have it then I transfer it to them like it's not 
it's not smart, it's not responsible. And so I was like, okay, go to the checkout, checkout lady, she's got gloves on, she's looking at me, she's just like, please don't breathe on me, and I'm like, bruh, I don't even feel like I'm real right now. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I'm laughing about this, but it was on the way home where I started to feel so fucking disoriented. Like, I really didn't feel like it was a part of myself at all. Like, and then it it took a bit to realize properly. Like, on the way home was when I properly realized that I was having a dissociation episode. Now, I dissociate. It's a thing. I'll talk about it in another podcast. We got so many weeks ahead of us of you and me talking. We're going to talk about it. Um, but when I'm dissociating, I, there's two ways of me doing it. One of them is that I kind of feel like I'm not part of my own body. And the other part of it is that I sometimes have blackout episodes. So when I'm particularly, my body feels like I'm in particular stress, then I will like, uh, my memory will just lapse out and then I'll wake up kind of like, I guess, wake up in quotation, but I'll come back to reality when it's later on, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that, like a little bit more detail about what particular episodes, but this particular one it really started to catch me because I started to like black. And one of the things my therapist taught me was just like to put my hand on my chest and feel the hand, like the heat from my hand and kind of try and talk to myself and bring myself back. And I did, and I managed to come back. So I had to stop myself on the road. I was about to cross the road back to my apartment and I had to like stop and catch my breath because yeah, I, I had never really, I've never really caught myself like that before. Um, like in a moment like that. So definitely, uh, stress. This has been really stressful for me. Um, I didn't realize it would have that much of an effect of me, but even if I really look back into it, it was just the moments. It was like the lead up and the build up of things that were causing me to have that episode, you know, can you imagine like if I didn't, have those tools if I didn't have that thing if I was myself back to where I was a month ago like what would have happened I would have come home and then I may have not woken up properly for like another day or so you know that that thought is fucking terrifying and managed to catch myself that is a blessing in itself amazing thing is as well because I think this is a good resource for you guys if you never if you're not in therapy or you're thinking about it, um, there is actually, because of the whole COVID things, there's a new thing called telehealth. Um, so because obviously a lot of like, essentially like it may be possible that non-essential business uh, or essential businesses may have to shut down. Um, doctors may be overrun, that kind of stuff or, you know, all that stuff. So if you're thinking of getting like help in terms of like mental help and that kind of stuff my therapist what my therapist is doing and like a lot of other therapists psychologists psychiatrists they're doing for their sessions is they're having basically video conference calls not like kind of like better help but like these people are actually like people you interact with and stuff so I have a session with my um my therapist on Thursday which I'm relieved about I was kind of getting a bit anxious about the thought of coming in while I'm in this state but that is something, it is also completely subsidized. Um, 
or partly subsidized by the mental health plan. Um, so you can get a Medicare rebate on it as well. Um, the government is completely supplying that. So uh, you can get the gap. You can just pay the gap payment and you'd be fine. Cool, cool. All right. Continuing on. I guess the next thing, that's my meltdown essentially with it. But I'm guessing like, what have I been doing? And I find that without having a routine, I am just turning into this absolute like slob fest. The first five days, I was just living my best life. I was living how I usually live by like days off, which is me horizontal on the couch, binging TV, drinking my water out of my water bottle, playing on the internet, all those three things to like, oops, it's time for me to like do my meditation and go to bed. <laughs> I got bored of that in the first five days. Yeah, first five days I got bored of that. So obviously like the medication's been working at this point. So it's also like stopped me from like binge eating, I guess, or like um, bored eating too. Um, so I realized like I, after watching like probably every single horror movie known to man, like on Netflix and Amazon Prime on repeat, I needed a break. I needed to do something. I like got up one morning, I lay down and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm so bored. I didn't have any motivation to draw. I was like sleepy and that kind of stuff. So I decided to do, I was like, oh, you know what? I should do some exercise, but going for a walk. No, that's just going to stress me out. So what is safe and chill and nice enough to do at home? I've got my exercise bike, but cardio just really hurts me in the end. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? So bras, I did, I did yoga. I did, I got the Nike train app. I put it on. I started doing some yoga and it was fucking hard, but good. So I did that yoga the next day and that was really good. And now I've been waking up in the mornings and doing yoga. Yesterday, I got it. My body couldn't take the yoga anymore because of my back as well. Like my back was just like, bro, you're going to give us a rest. So I was like, okay, I'll do some ab work. So I did some ab work with a yoga mat on the floor and it didn't require any kind of mat. And I only did it for like, 35 minutes and I was done and I was like oh my god now I'm getting up in the morning before breakfast like at the crack of dawn don't know why I wake up at the crack of dawn but waking up at the crack of dawn and just doing some ab workouts and yoga and I'm liking exercise again and it's like I don't even recognize myself anymore and I realized like just even that little bitch just that tiny routine of just getting up and doing something in the morning just improved my mood for the rest of the day like a lot of people, I like the great thing about like at least social media now and technology is the fact that we're always connected, right? You know, we always see what's happening on the news. We always are in touch with that family and our parents. Like, but my God, FaceTime, group messenger, like those things are probably the greatest inventions ever come to mankind, especially in times like this. One of my friends, what my friends and I have been doing is we've been you know, getting on group calls, we've been sitting down, we've been watching the same shows from our own devices, we have the FaceTime on, and then we just kind of like hang out. It's not the same as obviously in person, but I, I've come to this theory about the human brain, and this is me going off on a tangent here, but I think as humans, we find the need to connect in different ways. But there always has to be some sort of physical aspect of it. Whether it's 
like physically, like touching someone or physically having someone in front of us or even just seeing their face does something to us. So I'm someone that like, you know, if I miss someone for a really long time and I give them a call, like just, you know, just general, like we're just talking over the phone on it with just our voices only. Sometimes when I hang up, I have this sense of like loneliness still, like I'm not satisfied with that interaction. So I have to reach out to someone else and then interact with them and that kind of stuff. And it's like a whole process. You know, you always have to like, I feel like you have to keep reaching out more and more often. But with, but with the, with like, I think like, you know, I find it more satisfying when I have FaceTime with someone or I can physically see their face. It's like my brain and our brains generally are satisfied like they need they physically need to see another human being like instinctually maybe it's just evolution or whatever but they instinctually need to see someone or another living thing talking and evoking and actually communicating with us to actually kick it in to be like ah okay I'm fulfilling a need a social need here and I'm satisfied with that can you imagine if we didn't have that? Like, I think I would be nonstop calling people when they would be like, Mine, can you stop calling us? And I'll be like, no. Like, one phone call with, like, a good group of us or one-on-one a person, that is enough for me seeing their face. And I think we need that. Even, no matter how much you're like, you love being alone and that kind of stuff. Like, I'm someone who loves being alone. Doesn't mean that we don't get lonely. And that's really important in this time. Because it's so easy to get lonely. It's so isolating. Literally social isolation. Quarantine means by yourself. People are lucky if they have other people in their homes with them. Like whether it's their family, whether it's their friends, whether it's their roommates. They have human beings to interact with at least on some level daily with it. People who live alone, we're a little bit more peculiar that way. So I'm glad, so glad that this technology exists. Congratulations, we've made it to an end. To an end, the end of another beautiful episode of Meltdown Mondays and Mayana. Um, honestly, I've forgotten what I've talked about. <laughs> I'll probably listen back and this be like, oh, that's what I did. I'm just like lying down on my couch, staying at the ceiling. I haven't really talked to another human being properly in days. That's a lie, actually. I did talk to some people beforehand. I talked to my mum this morning and I was really sick and out of it. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> that she was answering. I don't know what's happening to me now, but I am keen to get onto some Grey's Anatomy. I was, oh, I can't believe I did this, but I spent $48. Um, that's what I've also noticed as well, that I've been trying to, I think a lot of people are like, oh, because you're inside, you don't have to spend that much. I'm really trying to limit myself with that. I don't think I spent as much as I did previously, but I did drop $48 just to play The Sims 2 on my computer and it was probably the best and worst decision I've ever done. Uh, I, uh, I started building some, spending hours building some really fucking weird houses um, with like basements with swimming pools and uh, fucking like roofs that are just meters goddamn like fucking three, four stories high. And I did make a woman have an affair um, and then she had 
her affairs baby and then her husband didn't know about the affair and then they raised it up together and then the husband's like paying for its private school um you know just like casual stuff like that really and i'm making this woman like spit out like with a bunch of cheats like spit out like 600 babies and i'm starting having flashbacks to my childhood and early early adult years of me playing this game for fucking days on end without any kind of sleep and then becoming this complete psychopath as I'm watching like, you know, The Sims, The Sims is a fun game, Sims 2, probably my OG favorite game of all time, but uh, close, like, close with Skyrim, that and Skyrim are like my top, my top faves, but anyway, thank you so much for listening, I did hope that, you know, you enjoyed this episode. I know everyone's fucking sick of it. It's just everywhere at the moment. It's on the news. It's on social media. A lot of people have been like taking a break from that, which is great. Um, sorry to be one of those people who just like talked about it. I'm hoping to talk about some other stuff um, this week. Let's jump into dissociation, baby. I think it's time we talk about it properly. Talk to you about my experience with it. And as always, I will include the links um, again in terms of if you are looking for help. So, um, some resources to help you out. There is a uh, lifeline 131114 lifeline.org.au beyond blue, beyondblue.org.au 1300 uh, black dog institute, and headspace, headspace.org.au. Guys, please take care. Please don't go outside. I think now there's a quarantine limit. I don't know, like, uh, hanging out limit of two people when you're outside. Um, just don't take the government's fucking word for it. Just stay home. Wash your hands, cough into your elbows, take your probiotics, do some vitamin C shots, take some exercise, do a face mask, fucking watch TV, um, paint, read a book, do a puzzle, hug your loved ones if you're quarantine in the home with them and they haven't gone outside otherwise keep a 1.5 meter rule between each other and stay safe take care guys